0: Self serving persuasive talkers of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We, we are, are a conversation, conversation con, con artists. Artist. What's going on, people? It's your boy Mr. On Point.
1: And
0: I am Toy Red. And we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M I S T E R underscore On Point and on TikTok at Eddie B. Talking.
1: And I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, comment, red letter, whatever that you like to send in, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation_conartist at
0: gmail.com.
1: Or you can find us on any of the aforementioned uh, social media. And we have some letters.
0: We do. This is from Miss Cinnamon, who wrote to us a while back. Yeah, a long time no here. This is the Reddit letter about the body shaming mom. Oh. Um, and I want to let y'all know that she's going to say this in the first sentence, but the first time she wrote in, she was correcting me from pronouncing Joaquin Phoenix's name, Joaquin, you know, because, you know, I didn't know what it was. And this that moment reinforced my I'm smart at what I'm smart at. Rhetoric, which I have been using in therapy, I've been using that shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, people be like uh, talking about themselves or something they're not they're not good at that. They think they should be listening. Listen, most of us are just smart at what we smart at. That's what it is. Okay, mm-hmm. don't worry about what you don't have expertise or skill in. Just worry about what you do. That's travel with me. So I'm gonna credit you with that, Miss Cinnamon, But here's the letter. Hey, con artist. It's been a while since I reached out via Twitter to Mr. On Point, Miss Cinnamon. I still chuckle at how he pronounced Joaquin, but that's not how I pronounced it. My father is from Birmingham, and I lived there for a year when I was younger. I stumbled across you all in late 2018, and he and I listened to the podcast together before he passed in 2019. Oh. Thank you for being another thing we could enjoy together. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Yeah. Sorry, condolences for your loss of your father. I'm definitely glad you guys are back. I miss you doing your hiatus. Condolences on Kingston's passing, Red. Thank you. This Am I the Asshole letter you just read by the mom who was overly interested in the child's weight reminded me of my mother. I'm currently in therapy because my mother has made me feel self-conscious about being larger, 5'8 um, <laughs> and a half, 215, than her 55120 five, and my sister five, six, 108. I was told when I was significantly smaller that I should be concerned about being so heavy because I would never find someone who truly loves me because I couldn't care for myself and be overweight. She tells me that I'm damaging my joints by forcing them to work so hard. I don't look like I weigh as much as I do. I guess I'm socially acceptably fat. It has taken a long time to get to a point I don't feel horrible about myself, but I finally learned to ignore my mother and stop hating myself for being so big. In quotations. Hopefully her children are not hard on themselves because of her unaddressed eating disorders that she's finally addressing. Even if they don't have issues about their body image, I hope they're able to address being raised by her so damage doesn't bleed onto their future children. Um, and she sent two pictures. This is what I look like with me and my sister to give you context on how horribly out of control I've allowed myself to get, as my mother tells me. Which in this picture, she's just the p- appropriate level of thickness, <laughs> the way I see That's it. That's
1: what I was finna say. Cause me and her are the same height. Well, she's a little, like an inch taller. I'm five seven, and but I get it because when I gained weight, um, from when I was like really, really small. I got the same thing. What? This is her now? Yeah. Okay.
0: And this is her with her sister who clearly is a is hundred and eight damn pounds. <laughs> <laughs> She's
1: but, not fat.
0: Mm-mm. So, okay. Hold on. She got notes on here. So this is what I look like with me and my sister to give you context of how horrible of control I'm saying my mother tells me. And then the bottom one, she just gave birth 2.5 months ago and was maybe 110 pounds. This photo with her newborn, Um, more than 100 pounds less than I am. It doesn't,
1: you know, I'm glad that she has gotten to a place where she doesn't allow that to bother her because I had to get to that same place. Because we're about the same size, girl. Like, I just recently lost a little bit of weight randomly, not because I'm. Because I ain't going to go to the gym. I just ain't going to let that shit go. Nice. I started eating better, but like, I'm not going to go to, I don't like it. I get it. Like, I get people like these like gym heroes that just go five days a week and then they feel so great and energized and they feel bad if they can't go. I'm just not one of those fucking people. And I've just had to accept that shit. I'm okay with it. Um, but I, I don't understand why people feel so and it don't even matter. I would say that people feel so like comfortable talking about people's weight, but it, it don't matter if you big or small. Cause when I was real skinny, people was making comments about me, but you so skinny. Like it don't matter what size you are, people gonna have something to fucking say.
0: Like, let me end the end the letter and we'll continue. Um, I enjoy listening to Colin and his meat puns, Angel michael leon and michael's wife's contributions to the show hey y'all thank you for your opinions commentary on this dumpster fire society we have to navigate kn aka miss cinnamon thank it you ma'am.
1: it is a dumpster fire
0: uh you're in my opinion you're the level of thick that men are actually like looking for and she's so- the level
1: of thick women are going to the dominican republican to get
0: So it's like not saying that a man's desire should validate you in any capacity in your thickness. But if your mom's message was nobody going to want you because of this or that, that's just not true. That's just not true.
1: There are women getting these cheap because they can't afford to get like the actual good BBLs to get to be like that, to have hips and to have a shape. And... It just doesn't make sense to me that people who naturally have that are getting body shamed. Like, what the fuck? It's the same shit. I just didn't have to go and let this doctor do it and pay thousands of dollars for it. Jesus gave it to me. (laughs) I don't understand. It's so stupid. It's very stupid. Um, But I'm glad. Miss Cinnamon that you were able to, because that's a hard thing to get beyond, especially when you constantly are having people say things. Like I said, I was like 135. And I I didn't realize how skinny I was. I look back at pictures now and I'm like, I look like a crackhead almost. Like I was really, really small. (laughs) But it didn't feel like that when I was that small. And then I gained weight and then everybody, well, not everybody, there were members of my family that were like, you know, you need to lose weight. You need to shut the fuck up. How about that? Mind Mm -hmm. your business. Mind your business.
0: I weigh three hundred and uh I weigh three hundred and thirty pounds, roughly. Maybe more, maybe less. I gained some weight, but the scale is like not accurate. And my fat just happened to fall in places where it's like make me look like a big man (laughs) instead of a fat man. You know. (laughs) And I guess that's genetics. You know, I come from a line of athletes. I guess it's just gonna be that way you know because i know my life would be different if i was built like grimace goddamn (laughs) if i had my if my gut was hanging like i'm melting and shit i know my life would be different because we have a society that fat shames people and where pretty privilege exists and where there are levels of you know you're acceptable and levels of oh my god you're disgusting to me you see that with the shit lizzo get all the time yeah you know it's That's what it is. But like, I don't, I just hate that parents put this stuff on kids that society already going to put on them if they don't look the way that society accepts. Why parents are creating this false narrative in their head. And like with kids, if you give a kid a message, it's going to amplify. It's going to amplify. Like there's no way you can deliver a message at level one for a kid because in their world, that's all they got to focus on. They ain't got shit else. So they're going to think about it, think about it, ruminate, ruminate on it, and it's going to become a part of their personality. So when you're telling somebody when they're young, hey, don't get big, you know, because nobody's going to want you, then they don't focus on the big part. They focus on the self-esteem part, the not going to want me part, you know, and it can create unhealthy desires and ways to maintain that thinness. That's a lot of what that anorexia will be coming from and that kind of shit. Like a lot of that stuff stems from personality disorders and messages that were given at, at birth. Like the links that people be willing to go to adhere to whatever messages that they were given. Yeah. That's how they do it. That's how they try to do it. So I'm glad you got a chance to kind of like break out of this and, yeah. and work, work on it because your mama was wrong.
1: Very much
0: And she could have been writing some shit. You know, maybe she's been known how to uh, pronounce Joaquin Phoenix name her whole (laughs) life, you know, but she's smart at what she's smart at. And you know what that is. And me, I don't care because she gave you some trauma. So (laughs) it's not my responsibility to care about your mama. It's yours. I just don't like that she got you at this place that she at. But you can love her, though. And I'll I'll deem her as moderately acceptable through your love. Now, if you hate your mama, then all motherfucking cars is on the table. Oh, Jesus. I'm going hard. I go, I be telling people on TikTok, I go at parents. That's why I ain't making no videos about parents, because I be going hard at parents. Them motherfuckers be getting mad when I be talking shit about parents. All this whole group of people get in there, they did the best job that they can. They provided for you. But I don't give a fuck what they tried to do if they fucked you up. If they fucked what? you up what they, what they tried to do. It's inconsequential this i i literally
1: before we started the show just said this about alpha being but i feel this about parents too i feel this about people in general people really be wanting olympic medal level accolades for doing like mediocre basic ass shit as a parent your mediocre ass basic job on the lowest level is to provide for your kids food, shelter, clothes. Like that's the most basic shit. You don't get gold star. That's not the gold standard. That's just what the fuck you supposed to do. It's the same thing I feel about the alpha man who be like, I got a job. I'm a I'm a high value man because I got a job and I got a place to stay and I got a car. Bitch you that just means you an adult. You that's the most mediocre shit. That's the most base level shit you could possibly get it. You want a gold medal for that shit, bro. Like no, that's basic. You're a basic bitch <laughs> wanting to have this this goal level standard of shit. Parents, you provided for your kid. That's your job. You know, when when you give birth to that child, you you sign this unwritten document that says, I'm gonna provide basic necessities. And guess what? If you don't, it's illegal. Like that's how basic that shit is. That is a basic right. If you don't, DHR, DIFIS, wherever you at, they gonna come fucking get your kid, bro. Like that's Basic. Stop saying that like you did something. You did it. You did what the fuck you were supposed to do. You don't get a you don't get a gold star for that. You did what you were supposed to do. Good for you. Now, when you go above and beyond, when you are making sure that you're raising you know emotionally available kids, where you're making sure that they have all of the self esteem things that they need, then you those are gold. That's gold star level. But just like I I gave them somewhere to stay. But bitch you were supposed to. And and actually it's illegal for you not to. <laughs> so, so let's not. Let's not act like that's a big deal. It's not. This shit drives me crazy. Like people really want this amazing shit for mediocrity. Do better if you want better. Perform better. The fuck? It's that participation trophy culture. I hate that shit, bro. Like, stop. <laughs> Sorry. Just like parents get out of
0: you turn eighteen and parents get out of there and then you be like, hey, you created trauma for me. You did this, you did that, but did you die? <laughs> you didn't die. I did good. Give me cookies. Like no, you don't need cookies. And then, you know what the alpha man shit like? Husbands traditionally looked for women so that they can be. A quarter of a human being. (laughs) like It's like, hey, I know I got to take care of all these things by myself, technically, if I don't have nobody. But if I find somebody, I can only operate at 25%. They can provide my food. They can clean. They can wash. They can do all that. I got to work anyway. So I'm going to just still work, but they can do everything. Bro, women don't want that shit no more. Women are... Women are, I won't say smarter. They always been smart. They just haven't had the social capital to be like. Say, they they don't never need to wanted it. Niggas.
1: Yeah, they never wanted it. They just can afford to not do it now, and they
0: couldn't did. But but full body and life autonomy for women still looks like women can choose to be that if they want to, you know. But the thing is, find a woman that want that shit quit trying to find the women who be like no i don't want that i'll be ba- i'll be happy by myself until i find somebody who on my same page instead of being like okay i'll go find a woman that want what i want he'll be like no yes. you're supposed to want this <laughs> you're supposed to want to stay at home and cook and clean quit going to school you're messing up the black community <laughs> with that damn education get your dumb ass in the kitchen and cook some eggs all you need to know in your brain is recipes and good sex (laughs) shut the fuck up
1: (laughs) oh god i you know (laughs) it's so ridiculous like and again it's people in general you if you want to be praised for something do something praiseworthy stop doing the best basic just Basic shit, and then get mad because people just looking at you like, okay, again, that's like a four-year-old coming, or no, a three-year-old coming and saying, "Mommy, I tied my shoe," and you be like, "Oh my, look at you, tied that fucking shoe. You handled that shit." If your sixteen-year-old come to you and say "Mommy, I tied my shoe," you gonna look at that motherfucker like they cry. like, "What? Get the fuck out of here. What? Do you got some homework? What do you mean? Of course you tied your fucking shoe, bitch. You've been tying your shoe for years. You don't get praise for that." <laughs> Anymore. And if
0: that if that parent give that child praise, that's how narcissists are born. <laughs> <laughs> she tied your shoe? Of
1: course he did he's 16. The fuck? He better be tied his goddamn shoe.
0: <laughs> you get out of 18, you be like, bitch, I can do anything. I'm good at everything. <laughs> Want to see my shoe tying game? Look at this. <laughs> and then when people be like, okay, you just tied your shoe. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> just keep moving on about life with the same attitude they never sit and assess wait a minute it's time my shoe really an accolade i don't think it is <laughs> they don't do that shit they don't learn because if i ever if i ever said hey man look at this shirt and they'd be like okay i'll be like okay well this motherfucker don't like shirts or don't like the <laughs> shit that's on my shirt don't like superheroes or something i never got them okay i'm not gonna bring up my shirt no more <laughs> You know, until I know a motherfucker likes shirts, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I know you like shirts, if I see you got on a shirt, be like, ah, I would wear that. Then I, I'll go to that person, stack the odds in your favor type situation, you know what I'm saying?
1: People just, it be do what they do the most. But that's exactly how I feel, though, about those alpha male men. Like, y'all really just want gold stars for doing the most basic shit. Like, for you to be talking about how much your value is, you don't know the meaning of the word value. My nigga, because what you're describing is not valuable. Okay, I got that same shit you talk about. I got a place and a job and a car. The fuck, <laughs> like, I'm an adult. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're not special. Sorry, sorry, you're not. Damn.
0: She told y'all motherfuckers.
1: That should be driving me nuts, man.
0: You know, I, and my. My mentality is, look, y'all, y'all motherfuckers is going to red pill yourselves out of a relationship. Just get ready to, to masturbate for the rest of your life or yeah. have some uh, homoerotic relationships.
1: Are any of these men married or in relation? All of them are talking about what they wife ain't, is, ain't gonna do Like you all single.
0: Some of them are. Some of them are married to women who are so complicit in... That whole idea that if I don't have him, I ain't gonna have nobody. And they just accept the motherfucker. It's some dudes because dudes on TikTok who make content who are married that make that alpha male content. They women be uh, they be joining in on it or they just uh, accept his shenanigans. And I'd be like, listen, what? Why you even give a fuck? Like you found your woman, man. Get the fuck go go tell tell them how you found your woman tell them how you was hanging around at the high school looking for 17 year olds and she was the one you saw walking out with her fucking mesh see-through backpack and you could see the makeup that she had in it and you was like I would like them colors on her when she grown and that's your wife or you started doing something strange for a piece of change by going on these dating apps, you know, the obscure ones, black and tagged, you know, where you can find women who will do something strange for a piece of change. And you just begged her to stay with you and you can offer her means and make her life happy and, you know, or tell her about the woman that you trapped. You poked some holes in the condom because she was like, ain't going nowhere, bitch. And you got her pregnant and now you knew that she, her values was that if she had kids with a man that she was going to be with him forever. And I don't know, I, again, these are the only ways I can conceptualize these men finding a wife, keeping a wife, and then still being on that bullshit without her saying, what the fuck are you, why are you focusing on all these other dudes' relationships, bro? Like, chill. I don't get it. But, but,
1: I, you know, am a nightmare, I'm sure, for these men, because don't threaten me with a good time. You telling me, like, if you don't do these things, you're going to end up alone, That. It's not a threat to me, my nigga. I'm very comfortable with myself and my shit. <laughs> so, like don't third me with a good time. Don't think that you're gonna make me feel bad by you saying that shit, because if the alternative is for me to have to be with a nigga like you, being alone sounds amazing. Being alone sounds like the greatest shit ever. If the uh, the only other option I got is to be with a motherfucker who's gonna constantly be telling me how I ate shit and how I need to be listening to everything that he says with bated breath like nigga bye here. <laughs> oh, are you serious bye don't threaten me with a good time that doesn't scare
0: me panic at the disco you know what song i'm talking about yes i don't remember the name of it <laughs> their their ta- their song
1: titles never matched the ever the lyrics
0: ever the ever
1: <laughs> so you can't ever remember any <laughs> <song titles. laughs>
0: Um, Okay, now Tag send us a letter.
1: Okay.
0: I think he sent us a Reddit letter. Um, The title is UFC. Just one short Reddit post for y'all this time. That's it. Why is it
1: UFC? I'm
0: scared. I don't know. All right. Today I fucked up asking my Tinder date to choke me. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what you what you say, oh Christ, for? Because
1: this is a tender date, meaning that this is a first meeting, meaning that you're putting a whole lot of trust in somebody. I have a problem with people that enjoy choking, but like choking is an activity that requires a lot of trust in the person that you're with, and a motherfucker that you just met ain't the person. To do that with, so like I just foresee this going in a real bad
0: direction. BDSM, anal sex, those things, trust, trust heavy. You need a lot of trust for it. If you 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 shouldn't be asking for them things early.
1: On the first uh, a nigga you just met, like you you're asking to die. You asking for a lot
0: to be intimate with a person on that that early.
1: You're gonna end up being on the ID channel and one of these stories that I watch.
0: Assuming this has something to do with intimacy, but let's see. Why else would you ask somebody to choke you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just as I'm saying that on the strength that these titles be taking motherfuckers on a ride sometimes. True. I just don't. You don't be knowing what it was gonna be. This is true. Anyway, this happened a few weeks back. Only posting now since the condition has finally cleared up. Oh shit!
1: Condition. <laughs>
0: I've just recently started getting back into the dating scene, met up with the guy from Tinder that I've been chatting with for a few days for drinks. Things were going very well. There were no awkward gaps in conversation. We were both into a lot of the same things. He was really funny and it didn't hurt that he was also super fucking hot and in shape. Maybe two hours in, he asked me if I had any plans afterwards when I told him I'm probably just going to go home and watch Kenobi. He asked if I wanted some company while I did. I said, fuck yeah. And he wanted he and we headed back to my place where needless to say, we did not end up watching Kenobi, or at least not very much of it before we dropped the pretense, started mashing lips together, and clothes started flying off. Something to note about me is that I love roughness and love getting manhandled. I understand that's not for everyone, but that's what I like. This guy was very sweet and gentle with me, but at the point at this point, I'm very much into it and trying to get him to go harder. Spank me, pull my hair. Finally, he got me prone from behind, and I'm calling for him to choke me since I know it'll drive me over the edge. He's very reluctant, but eventually relents. I had expected him to just use one hand on my neck, but he ended up using his whole arm kind of like they do in UFC fights.
1: He doesn't know.
0: (laughs) It was very tight, but he was pulling almost no pressure on it. So I could still breathe relatively normally. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it's the best way I can think to describe it. Wanting it to be tighter, I kind of teased him by saying, come on, don't be a pussy trying to be sexy, but also letting him know to choke me harder. He obliged, and it was the tightest I've ever been choked. I could feel my whole body shaking as I started orgasm, the next thing I knew I was jolting awake and gasping for air. It's not the first time I passed out from being choked, but this guy was urgently trying to get me dressed into a hospital. I thought he was overreacting until he got me in front of a mirror and I saw that one of my eyes was filled with blood. Like imagine all the parts of your eye that are white and just blood red. It didn't hurt, but needless to say, it freaked me out pretty badly. To wrap up this overly long story, I spent about 45 hours awkwardly explaining what happened to multiple nurses and hospital staff, explaining that I had asked them to do it and he wasn't abusing me, which I imagine was hard to believe, given the appearance of my eye and the bruise starting to form around my neck. Long story short, the doctor let me know I had popped a blood vessel in my eye and that while it looked bad, it was most likely superficial and would clear up in a few weeks. He ended up driving me home, but ended up not responding to any of my calls or texts oh, the following day. Found out he <laughs> ended up unmatching me on Tinder as well. So, yeah, pretty sure I traumatized him and blew the opportunity at a relationship. Too long, didn't read. Ending up asking my Tinder date. He ended up passing out and popping a blood vessel in my eye, I had to explain that I'm just kinky weirdo to hospital staff and likely traumatized my date to the point where he wants nothing to do with me. Eddie, Sorry. just wanted to take a moment to update this post and clear up some things. I completely acknowledge that this situation was 100% my fault and I really do feel awful about what happened, but that's not a whole lot I can do. I had already checked out to try to make amends the day after the incident happened. As much as I would love to properly apologize in person for everything that happened, it's clear that he doesn't want to speak to me, so I'm going to respect his wishes on that. No, I'm not going to therapy because I have a kink and got caught up in the moment because I was horny or any other contrived reason you come up with. Please stop assuming I'm super into BDSM. I'm really not. I just enjoy a little roughness and being choked. I do appreciate people giving solid advice, though. Um, five, he might have been reluctant to choke me, but he was still very much a willing participant. You can call it bl- victim blaming or whatever, but some of you are very cavalier when you use your word rape and sexual assault. We'll update if I think of anything else.
1: I don't know who used rape and sexual assault. That's a little much, but so one, so many things this is why you don't do that with somebody that uh you just met this is why you don't do that with somebody that is not uh, aware of that like he he has no experience in doing that so he don't know how to fuck to do that shit. and you didn't you introduce him to it in the middle of already having to say like he don't know and of course he unmatched with you and of course he don't want nothing else to do with your ass that was afraid he was gonna go to jail these doctors and nurses looking at him like he didn't uh hoped you (laughs) he was probably terrified of course not he just met you and the first night that he meets you he's scared he'll go to jail (laughs) like (laughs) ma'am Nothing wrong with having the king. I, don't, I wouldn't even say she needs therapy or any of that shit, but like you need to be very considerate about how you try to introduce this to people and people that are not like already into this kind of shit. Like this wasn't the way to do that. um You put him in a lot of danger by doing that because, you know, if the hospital didn't believe you and felt like you was just saying that to try to protect him, they still could have fucking called the people on him. That still could have fucking happened. And you sitting there looking like a goddamn incident victim, like, you put him in a lot of danger, ma'am. You did. And, yes, he agreed to do it, but, like, asking somebody to do something while they're, like, fucking you is, like, (laughs) I don't know. That's a lot. This was definitely not the way. Like, I don't know who was saying something about assault and rape, but, like, y'all are dragging it. That's absolutely, I don't, nothing has to do with that.
0: There's, you know, one, there's a lot of people that don't understand the BDSM scene. Number two, um, I guess a lot of people would probably look at it like at a certain point, even if she would have said no or stop, she would have been choked to the point that she couldn't say those things, you know, and I'm sure some people would look at it in that way. Um, Also, probably, they would probably look at it in the sense that like the level of, The level of uh, harsh you are in those moments also makes an implication to that, Um, to them. But, you know, respecting women's rights is choking them when they say choke them, just for y'all, so y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) That is respecting a woman's desire. Like, it's misogyny if a woman say choke me and you say no because you're a woman. That's misogyny. (laughs) Choke that woman. But learn how to choke appropriately don't just go in for the kill he didn't know what to do first off when you choke you don't go for the front that's the esophagus you can crush that shit. you don't do that the, the two big veins on the side ask her to grit her teeth so she you could feel those veins on the side choose one of those to press don't press both of them at the same time because you're damn to kill if you do that
1: but it it your kick key- is not going to automatically equal somebody else's. If he was uncomfortable with doing it, like I'm not for like for like pushing people into doing shit that they're not comfortable with. He was very obviously not comfortable with it. He was very obviously unaware how to do it and hadn't done that kind of shit before. Like, don't push the issue or like talk about it later, but not in the midst of having sex. And by God, um, to him by being like, "Don't be a bitch, choke me." Like, yeah, what? don't
0: don't bring you toxic don't do masculinity into it don't bring your own internalized misogyny like don't use that kind of measure but even after that he still didn't really i don't know did he do it hard after that i can't i can't remember
1: he did yeah because he did do it when she called him
0: that that's when he
1: yeah yeah don't do that shit. like if somebody's not comfortable with something then they're not comfortable with it. Like you can't force it because that's what you want. That's not okay, man or woman. Like it ain't okay for you to be a woman and do that shit to him because if he tried to like goad you into doing some shit you were uncomfortable with, he would get crucified. So it's the same for you. Don't do that shit. And don't use his masculinity as a tool to try to force him to do some shit that you want him to do. That's not cool. You shouldn't have did that shit. That's not okay.
0: And, and the reality is when you're meeting new people, you going to have to keep some of your stuff in the bag until y'all know each other well enough for you to communicate with those people and know where they are with that and then help them navigate towards where you are. Right. And I mean, if you like to be choked, a person that's uncomfortable with it can get comfortable with it by learning you and learning how you like for it to be done and learning exactly the limits. You know, now if you want somebody to drink your piss, then they might never, ever get comfortable with that. Like, that's just maybe something you'll never have again in your life if you've had it before. But if it is what it is, you got to know where the limits are on your kinks, basically. <laughs> Red face looks I'm so sorry, saying that. You know people do that, right?
1: I know, and that's why I just
0: do. <laughs> Somebody asked me to pee on them before. I didn't. I I didn't because it, it I, we never met up for real. We never met up for real. It was but I would have because if I wouldn't have then that would be misogyny.
1: <laughs> I have but, no words. I whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, anyway,
0: too much. appreciate the letter tag I mean, yeah you know, i could keep talking about kink stuff but then red will just start being quiet so
1: yeah i will check the fuck out
0: she will so i'm not gonna do it
1: okay i got some letters of course they're all of mine are assholes but we always can determine uh whether or not we feel the same as the the people that are Sign them to be assholes. This already, since we already talking about weight and food from Cinnamon's letter, let's just continue. This is a short one. Am I the asshole for giving my girlfriend less food than me when I cook? Yes. <laughs> Unless okay. she's asking you to do that. If you're doing it because you're helping her, yes. He's 26. Girlfriend's 23. So I am 6'2, 220 pounds, and being called an asshole by my girlfriend who is 5'3 and maybe 130 for not making our plates the same amount when I cook for us or make our plates. She says I should be making even amounts of food for both of us. And I say that she doesn't need as much as I do because she doesn't go to the gym and she is so much smaller. So she needs less food just to stay alive than I do, all things being equal. Bitch! Also, it's not as if I'm starving her, giving her a tenth of what I'm eating. It might be like half the amount of fries if we're having burgers or something. I feel like the stance is reasonable, but I wanted to ask, am I the asshole? You don't get to decide that for her. You don't get to say, (laughs) you need less to live than I do, so I'm going to fix that for you. (laughs) How you sound?
0: Oh my god. How how do people like this not know that they're the asshole? Like they're wrong in how they doing.
1: You don't go to the gym, so I'm gonna give you less food. If you start going to the gym, I'll give you more food. (laughs) Man. He gave an edit because I'm sure people got in his ass. He said this blew up much more than I anticipated. I want to say that my girlfriend is definitely not going hungry and I'm not withholding food from her or telling her she can't have more. I was looking at the situation in the same way you wouldn't give a 10-year-old and a 17-year-old the same about of food on their plate. Those are children. She's an adult. If either of them want more food, then no one is going to stop them, but that could be coming from how I grew up and I accept that I'm not perfect and, most definitely the asshole in this situation second edit sorry if i'm confusing and not clearly using my words my girlfriend has enough food to eat growing up i was one of those you can't leave the table until you finish your food, kids. If someone were to consistently put too much food on my plate, I would eat it all and gain weight, no question about it. So I try not to do that to other people, and we don't eat every meal together, so I couldn't control her diet, even if that was my goal, but it isn't. And some of you are super freaking mean.
0: I have feelings, too. <laughs> what the fuck did you think you was, bro? You <laughs> ain't church. If you want some kumbaya, go to church, nigga. You came to Reddit. <laughs> Have Like, was this your first day on Reddit? If it was your first day on Reddit, that's your fucking mistake. You you didn't know where you was at, okay? Motherfuckers is going to roast you, number one. Number two, your ideals about food and gym and sharing are stupid. Another human being get the option to choose what the fuck they want to do with their life. If you don't like their gym to eat ratio, then leave and go find you somebody else who gives a fuck about it as much as you do. But don't sit here and be like, I'm going to calculate things about your life for you because I'm in a relationship with you. That's fuck shit. And the comparison that
1: you made about the 10 and the 17-year-old, and that's in that scenario, she's the 10-year-old and you're the 17-year-old. You just relegated her to the to a child who needs somebody to monitor things for them because they can't do it for themselves. How you sound? <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. Like. <laughs> i don't know what you thought was going to happen like i don't i really think that some of these people think they're going to come over here and people are going to be like oh no you're not the asshole she needs you to help monitor her food you're not the asshole you're right she is smaller than you and therefore needs to eat less than you eat and she don't go to the gym yeah man you're doing the right thing like i really think that that's what they think is going to happen but like in what world
0: I don't know they're asking people at the gym they asking people at the gym, Hey, my lady doesn't come to the gym. What do you think I should do? Well, how much do you all eat? Maybe we know we eat the same amount. no, give her less. Give her less. she's not working. What's she gonna do with those carbs bro? How's she gonna get those calories off, man? you can't she can't consume the same amount as you and not work out like you do, man. she's gonna lose you're gonna lose her She's gonna lose you. You're getting toned up and hot and she's getting big and bloated. No, man. <laughs> Listen, man. Some people's metabolism is just higher, man. It's like, don't why are you measuring people based off hypothetical shit? If she ain't too big for you now and you love her and you want to be with her, why are you trying to change shit? Yeah, you're right. The, you know, there's so many things that go into weight gain
1: other than just the amount of food. If she I I when I I literally didn't start gaining weight until I was like 32. And I was eating like, Fucking awful. And the reason was my metabolism was just on crack. It just was. Like it didn't matter what I ate. My body burned enough fuel every day for it to not fucking matter. And I just never gained weight. So there's so many nuanced pieces that come into like how our bodies metabolize things and what's what it stores, what it gets. Like it's not as simple as I'm a feed you list. Because if her metabolism was slow, and you still you could still be giving her food, and she still could be gaining weight, then what you gonna give her less and less and less weight? Like, this is
0: so also, you know, you might be doing the reverse work because, like, if she leave the house hungry because you fucking bitching about that shit, then she gonna get a burger from McDonald's because <laughs> your ass ain't feeding come on, man, y'all can't be this this stupid. I guess he's smart at what he's smart at. Motherfuckers smart at squats <laughs> and bench pressures. But stupid at relationships and food consumption. You
1: know, I uh, I can't. Um uh, apparently there's like a lot of so there's another one. Am I the asshole for expected no 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 Am I the okay. asshole for huh? I got some. Okay. I have another weight one. <laughs> if you want to do Damn yeah, I mean, that's
0: what you went on lately, huh? No, this, that's this just gonna what be a,
1: Oh, this one is am i the asshole for calling out my girlfriend's chubby 10 year old son and embarrassing him why would you say that to a child he's 10. it's kid weight like you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know why people think this is going to make a difference. He said, hello, this is my first time here. Please be nice to me. It's Reddit. They're not going to. I don't. You can say
0: that. Say some dumb shit. I mean, if you. There are some things you can say that's going to get you sympathy and soft responses. But that title, you're going to get fucked up in the game, bro.
1: (laughs) I am in my late 30s and my girlfriend is the same. We have been together for over one and a half years, but we do not live together yet. She has a son, Martin from a previous relationship. Like I said in the title, he's 10. Yesterday, we were at a graduation party from my niece who just finished the eighth grade. The party was at a banquet hall. I brought my girlfriend and Martin. The dinner was buffet style and there was a giant appetizer table as well as a kids buffet table with things like chicken tenders, mini corn dogs, mac and cheese and cheese pizza. The background info y'all need is that Martin is a really sweet kid, but he is pretty overweight. Like, personally, I think my girlfriend has a problem on her hands with this. He's just always eating. Here's the situation that the conflict came from. My girlfriend and I were spending some time saying hi to all my little cousins, nieces, and nephews at their table. Martin walked back to the buffet with his third plate pulled high with many corn dogs and pizza and proceeded to go to town on it. I said, Martin, that's supposed to be for everyone, not just you. You need to let other people eat, too. He got really quiet and was kind of off the rest of the party. I took my girlfriend and Martin home, and then I got the angry call from my girlfriend. She's mad that I made that comment to Martin. She said I embarrassed him and insinuated that he is is fat in front of all of the other kids. I didn't think my comment was out of line. The kid was eating all the food. She said that if I had a problem, I should have told her privately and she would talk to Martin privately. Now she's upset and apparently Martin doesn't like me anymore. Of course the fuck he doesn't. Am I the asshole? Like, what What? What are you saying? Like,
0: <laughs> well, Okay. Was Martin really eating all of the food or did Martin just have a plate bigger than your eyes? Like, did Martin literally get every bit of food that was there and you <laughs> saw him stacking everything to the point that nobody else was going to have any food. So, no, you didn't see that fucking shit. Martin was not eating all of the food. Martin might have taken more than you deem as acceptable on a plate. But why would you bring that shit up out loud? Like, he sounds like a bully. Like, he sounds like somebody who was a bully when they was growing up. And some motherfuckers don't be able to let that bully tendencies go. And you know what? A lot of motherfuckers don't know this, but like you be thinking that bullies be like the same age, but sometimes adults that used to bully, can bully their kids if the kids fit the personality of kids that they would have bullied when they was a kid. So you sound like a bully, you sound stupid, Martin went eating all the food, and I just wish everybody would read a fucking child development book before they goddamn started dealing with kids in some capacity. I just wish that was the case, because now this little nigga finna give you hell. If y'all's relationship worked, He's going to give you fucking hell. And you did it to your goddamn self. Because instead of being empathetic and sympathetic to a kid that's already chubby, who already got to deal with shit about fat, the adult in his life that he liked got to be one of the motherfuckers that's causing him problems. And they're going to get you hell.
1: And he did. Do you know have any growth spurts kids go through? And you may have a kid that may be chubby when they're small, then they hit that growth spurt and grow like six inches and that weight spread out and now they skinny as fuck. Like it's just so, again, I don't understand why people don't act like like shit is nuanced. This is not like just hard cut and dry. Like <laughs> and you did embarrass him. I don't even know why you sitting up here acting like you're surprised that the, your girlfriend said you embarrassed him. And like I embarrassed him. Yes, you embarrassed him by telling him he was eating up all the food in front of these other motherfucking kids. Do you know how hard it is to be a kid To go in a situation where all of these other kids are related to each other and already have standing relationships because this is a party for like nieces and nephews and so them niggas already know each other. He coming in as the outside kid and you making fucking comments like this when he already feel like an outsider, making him feel even more like it. Of course you embarrassed him and you're a dumbass for not knowing that you did. Like, what? And I hope he do give you fucking hell. I hope Martin don't never fuck with you again because fuck you. (laughs)
0: I hope he grow up to be like six, seven goddamn <laughs> swole with a six pack and can pick that nigga up with one hand and just be like, sit your ass down, brother. You ain't got, who the hell is you? I hope, I hope this moment fucked the relationship up so bad that he grew up to be six, 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 seven. And whenever him and the dude and his mama get into it, he'd be like, who do you think you yelling at in this house? <laughs> what you going to do? Whooping me ain't gonna be effective. You know, trying to be physical with me ain't gonna be effective for you. (laughs) Here's another thing. Remember that that time you called me chubby? You remember that time you said I was eating all the food when I was 10? Get these trans, motherfucker, get these (laughs) trans. Beat them up and throw them in the closet (laughs) and just deal with whatever output you mind. like. Mama mama ain't gonna not love me for whooping your ass. She's still gonna love me. What you saying?
1: And weight issue with key another thing because i've had this before where i've had to have conversations with parents about this shit you're you're not a parent but the if you had an issue with his weight that's something to talk to his mom about kids eat what is given to them okay kids are not making their own meals and so when parents have kids that they feel like is overweight and you start pressuring the kid and saying mean shit to the kid bitch you'll fix his food like all that is is you doing a better job of monitoring what your children are eating if you think that they're gaining too much weight or whatever. But shaming the child and telling the child that they're fat and you getting fat, you need to watch what you. It's a child. You're the one that's in charge of all of that shit. You make some fucking changes and the kid will make changes based off of that. But shaming them doesn't do anything but fuck their self-esteem up and then you have a child that develops all kind of eating disorders and shit. You're the adult. <laughs> Y'all are not equal. Stop doing that. I don't understand. Like, That's your job as the parent. You can fix that shit without even involving them and without making them feel bad. And if you felt like Martin was overweight, you should have had a conversation with his mom and be like, are you concerned about his weight? It seems like, like that ain't a conversation to have with Martin. I don't know what what is wrong with y'all. Like, why is this something that's difficult to understand? Kids are very sensitive to shit. And the fact of the matter is you were sensitive to shit when you was a kid. I'm sure you as an adult remember all kind of fuck shit that people said to you that stuck, that, that um, stayed with you. So why are you gonna then put that on the, the next generation of children, stop doing that shit? You didn't like it, don't do it to them. But we got this mentality of, well, it happened to me and I grew up okay, but you're not okay. As evidenced by this shit.
0: <laughs> what parents end up doing is putting their children through these trials. And, and, and it's like a rite of passage. It's like, I got my ass whooped, so you going to get your ass whooped. I couldn't put all the food I wanted on my plate, so you ain't going to put all the food you wanted on your plate. I couldn't speak my mind to my parents, so you ain't going to speak your mind to me. Like, they be having these, like, this ritualistic bullshit based on the fact that they really, the, the real issue is that these parents are jealous. Of the kind of life that they are willing to offer their children and can't offer their children because they didn't get it and so the internal battle for them be damn if I give my child a better life that, that, that's gonna be better than what I had so fuck you little kid you can't do shit don't talk back you eat what I tell you to eat that's just how it be. they, they, they is they jealous and, I, and, and you know I bet a lot of them start start providing them that life and then be like I didn't get none of this shit you know? Or they'd be like they, they don't know what they got they don't because you shouldn't know what it's
1: like to not have it you should have had it you're provided in the thing you should have had you shouldn't know what that other side looks like and you're able to provide that but you want to like tell them how lucky they are that you're providing these basic things for them because your parents they provide provided for you and you feel like they're ungrateful it's not ungratefulness this is just what they've come to expect because it's what you provided for them you shouldn't know the other side it's problematic that you do <laughs> like you want to like lament to them about how fucking terrible your childhood was so that they'll be more grateful for the things that you're providing but you're providing what you're supposed to provide again mediocrity we won't gold stars for mediocrity i can't this is what you're supposed to do and this is what your parents should have done for you and i'm sorry that your parents didn't do that for you i am but your kids shouldn't have to pay for that and your kids shouldn't have to be like thank you thank you so much for giving me this because I know that you didn't get it. That's not how it works. Your kids are expect whatever it is that you give to them. So like when you start giving them the, the good things that they're supposed to have, of course they're not going to think that you're doing anything special. <laughs> because they don't know the other side. <laughs> but we want accolades for everything we do. For mediocrity. I swear. I can't. What you supposed to do. I'm sorry. You don't get a gold star for that. This is what your parents should have done for you. They were the fuck-ups. You want to be a fuck-up too? Shit. I don't get it. But dude is a dick. I hope Martin grows up and whoop your ass. I mean, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yes, you're the asshole. And of course, people are going to, like, people were saying he was a dick in the comments. Nobody was nice to you just because you said, please be nice to me at the beginning of saying something stupid. And a lot of people are saying they had a kid, their kids were chubby and then they hit them growth spurts and became like string beans. Because that's it's their cute, you don't know. Kids' metabolisms, growth spurts, all of this shit is unknown and you never know when it's gonna happen. You'll have a kid that go home on summer break and was five one and come back and this nigga six two, and all the other kids is like, damn nigga, what the... <laughs> how the fuck you grow this much over the summer? Shit happens. Like, I don't <sighs>
0: I can't all right. Well, if you can't, let's move on. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I got two. This one's gonna be a personal question more so than anything. What is the best relationship friendship lesson that you had to learn the hard way? Um,
1: don't live with your friends,
0: don't live with your friends. Yep. Do I know the friends you live with? hmm <laughs> What happened?
1: Love her to death, okay? We were, like, besties in college. And so we decided that we were going to room together a summer. And I was like, shit, we in each other's room all the time? Like, this will just be, like, a nonstop-ass party. Living with her was so very different than, like, going to visit her or her coming to visit me. First of all, living in the same space, like she just felt like that meant that we could just like, you know, come in each other's room, all the Like there was no sense of privacy because we were in the same suite now all the time. Um, she also was like a lot dirtier than what I knew. Like, you know, I weren't paying attention to the shit when I really come to her room, cause like it ain't my shit, you know? But she would use every dish that she owned before washing dishes. So like you can't even use your shit because the sink full of dishes that she just ain't took care of because it ain't got to a point where she has to because she still got clean dishes so she just going to use them most. It was just a lot, and we never roomed again after that. Like it was just it was too much. Love her can't live with her, and I think that happens a lot. Like you think you know you you don't know somebody till you live with them. You really don't. It's a, it's a different fucking situation. It's a different situation so for me that was a lesson learned because again in my mind i'm like this shit finna be like lit as fuck. we gonna just be like hanging out all summer and she's gonna be great and it it wasn't because when i needed a break from her i couldn't get it because she was just fucking there all oh, the goddamn time and i'm sure it was the movie. same for her i mean i could be annoying too so i'm sure it was the same for her it just it's just different like i feel like i learned that you need You know, healthy space (laughs) in friendships too, not just relationships.
0: One of my friends, um, when I was at AUM, I convinced him to come up to AUM, and he stayed with me. Um, He was my roommate for a while. He snored so bad, (laughs) I didn't know that about him. Like that's nothing. That's (laughs) something you never know about somebody. And he done had this issue in high school. We used to. No, he might have because when I spent the night at his house, I slept in a different room than him. Yeah. So. I might, he might have, and I just didn't know. But like, he snores so bad. And some nights, when it got too bad, I'll call him on his phone, and wake him up. (laughs) So he answered the phone, and I'll be like, "Damn!" Like, I call. I want to call him from my phone. I call from like an internet phone, (laughs) like an internet number. And just hang up. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Who the hell calling? Click. Man, he ain't snoring no more. At least for a while. Yeah, but my lesson, bro, I learned several damn lessons. One of my big lessons was be careful what you share with your friends about your relationship. Yes. You know, because the girl I was dating at the time was just so out there and so loose that I had no idea. You know, I was green to the whole situation. But, you know, I go home and tell my homeboys, yeah, man, god dang, this girl's nymphomaniac. We be having sex all the time. Yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, because I'm just like amazed at this situation that I found that nobody ever be saying this kind of thing is out there. And so, turn out later, both of them end up texting her some kind of way, getting her number, contact. One of them end up picking her up from work and stuff and, um they say they didn't have sex but that makes no sense it don't make sense for them not to have (laughs) sex they had to have had sex right you know uh, but he was like man i don't know man i just started hanging out with her and picking up and i fell in love with her and blah 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 blah." and it's like i just don't believe that ever would have happened if i wasn't coming home being so vocal about the things that she was doing and the kind of person she was and um Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I would have, I don't think that would have happened. But it did. But that was a, that was a tough lesson to learn. um, In that regard.
1: I learned a similar lesson, but in a different way. Like, so, and I tell my clients this now, this is a lesson that I pass along to other people now. (laughs) When you are in a relationship, okay, the people in your life care about you right they entertain the people that you date because they love you but they don't really give a fuck about those folks right so when you're coming back and you're telling family and friends all of the fuck shit that your significant other is doing that creates a narrative for them where they don't want to fuck with them like you forgive and you have a reason to try to work through things because you have a romantic relationship you have feelings for this person your family and friends don't so what you could do is create a hostile situation where your parents hate this nigga now, but you didn't forgave him for all of this shit and now you still try to bring him around at Thanksgiving and everybody mean mugging him. Like you have to be very careful about Go into family and friends with problems in your relationship, especially when you're gonna continue that relationship because it colors their experience with that person. They don't have a reason to forgive. You forgive them because you got all these mushy ass feelings for them, right? Your family don't give a fuck. Your family just know that you can't cry into them because this nigga fucked you over. That's what they remember, and that's who he is from then on. <laughs> Same thing with me. Like, you go to your mom and telling her how how this bitch is like just getting you for all your paper. And she got niggas calling her and shit. Like, your mom is never going to like her. Okay. Your mom ain't going to forgive her just because you forgive her and move on. Like, you have to be real cognizant of what you are sharing from your relationship, especially when it's negative shit. Because the people in your life ain't got no reason to forgive. They just remember that nigga for being the fuck nigga that he is. And like, now you, you back in love and shit. And they like, fuck that nigga. Don't bring him around. Now shit is tense at Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: You got to watch that shit. You need not get you a therapist, get somebody else to talk uh, outside third party, but like people that that person's going to have to continue to be around. Do listen. not talk to them about that shit.
0: <laughs> and I know this is, you know, extreme because I'm a real liberal dude when it comes to relationship and gay and engaging with the women I engage with. But I be telling them, listen, Don't remove nobody in your life because of me. Even exes. If you still talk to your exes, I don't give a fuck. Keep talking to them because when I'm fucking up, you need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to go hang out with and be around. Don't change your whole life and shit because you know, I don't want that pressure on me to have (laughs) to uphold your loneliness when you don't put everybody out of your life because of this relationship. You know, number one. You know, number two, listen. Your folks ain't gotta like me. They just gotta like you. Like you saying. So go going and talking that shit about me. Be careful how you put it. Yep. Because motherfuckers don't want no war with me. <laughs> it's best for us to be on a good good terms and on the same page. Because you're gonna you're gonna end the relationship. I just don't tolerate mess that I don't have to. Don't get me wrong, I got a high threshold. When I start start being rude, it's very much so on purpose. I have crafted up a whole way to be disrespectful to the people in your life. It's not reactionary, it's respondent. Okay, Uh, what's another lesson I learned? Uh, You know, when I was in Montgomery, I was dating a girl that worked at Red Lobster and I can't tell what a lessons I learned when she started working at Red Lobster, she was dating a dude with my same name. They both got a job there at the same time. And so they broke up a week later. Like he was a whole dick. Like he was trying to holler at all the girls there and everything while they were together. But they broke up shortly after. And she started hanging out with me and I didn't know nothing about rebounds and stuff at this time. I just didn't (laughs) know that it's like, okay, I just need something to do while I'm not in a relationship right now. So I was, we was hanging out and it was cool getting close and stuff. It wasn't like a whole, you never going to touch me type situation, you know, but it was just a rebound and she, I'm not ready to be in a relationship to my whole ass into a relationship the whole time, you know, like she was, I, I, she, Posted a status on Facebook at one point that said, yeah, me and my boo, is that, this, that. And I'm like, that ain't me she's talking about. And I called her and I said, listen, if you are engaging with somebody else, it's okay. I just need you to tell me that that's what's happening so I can move on. She said, no, 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 ain't nobody, ain't nobody else, ain't nobody else. I was like, all right, well, we, you still want to hang out with me? Yeah, I do, I do. And until she changed her status on Facebook to enter a relationship with this person. So not only was she lying to me, but she wasn't even considering me enough to the degree that she would think to not do that <laughs> before she talked to me or anything. But, you know, what I learned from that is that uh, what I learned about rebounds and I learned that people will take you as far as you allow them to take you in the situation. And you know, I've been on the other side of that too, taking somebody as far as you know, whatever, due to circumstances and stuff like that. But um, these are just the situations that happen in, in the world as, as we go along. Oh uh, complicated, but yeah,
1: learn those, the lesson. That's another lesson in and of itself, like. Whenever I see people that's like, all oh, these men are the same, all these women are the same, like you, the comment, and I made it. And at some point, there's a lesson somewhere that you ain't fucking learned. <laughs> like, I, anytime something ends, whether it be a friendship or a relationship, you know, I go back and I look and I review that situation and see if there's anything from that that maybe I didn't know that I'm now gay. Like, these things that we're talking about now came from being in situations where we learned the lesson. Some people don't learn the lesson though. And so you just keep, it seems like you keep going through the same shit. It's because you haven't learned the lesson. And so you're still just repeating the same pattern of behavior. Once you learn the lesson, you can change the behavior and change the outcome. Learn the lesson. Figure out what the fuck is the, what was I, what did I need to learn from this situation? And learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Use that shit and don't repeat the shit. Then you won't be in this looking at the same nigga in a different body. (laughs) <laughs> if you're dating the same person in different bodies, it's you. Why are you attracted to the same motherfucker? Or why are you attracting that same kind of person? Like, you're the common denominator at some point. What is it that you're doing? Learn the lesson.
0: Okay. And I got one more. Okay. My... 39... 39- Yo, male X 41 year old female wants me to share joint custody of my stepson. 11 year old male. I don't want to agree to that, but feel guilty about abandoning Shit. him. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> go along with that tattoo situation. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All names use the fake names. My wife Jane and I have been separated for a year, but we aren't legally divorced yet. We were married six years and together for slightly under eight in total. We have two children together, Luis and Tim, and both have children from previous marriages. I've always shared joint custody of my kids, um, James and Molly, with their mother, but Jane's son, Ethan, lived with us full time and his father hadn't been in the picture since he was seven. We've recently started seriously discussing the divorce after deciding it would be impossible for us to reconcile. We're happy to split custody of our children and we are committed to ensuring that they grow up feeling safe and loved and as stable as possible. However, Jane also wants me to have a parental relationship with Ethan because he doesn't have a father figure in his life. I refused. I have nothing against the kid personally, but we both always acknowledge that I wasn't his father. He never called me dad. I was never the priority to be invited to school events. He never celebrated Father's Day with me and Jane and I didn't discipline each other's kids. The idea of sharing custody of him like I do my biological kids sounds insane to me. Jane is upset because Ethan has recently started talking to her and her parents about how he doesn't feel he have a dad. I think he should be talking with his bio father about that and not with me. I also, also Jane has no interest in remaining in Jane and Molly's lives as they have a present mother. Currently, Louise and Tim live mostly with me and Jane and Ethan have moved abroad. She has visited a handful of times today, paid a one-month-long visit to her new house, but I have not seen Ethan since the split, nor have we contacted each other in any other way. He hasn't contacted James and Molly either, and they've, basically, and they've barely talked about him. I've tried discussing this issue with my friends, but have received mixed responses. Some think I should have... Agree with Jane and have Ethan over as often as he she wants, so he has a male figure in his life. Others think I should agree to it as a temporary adjustment period, although, as I said, it has already been a year, and others think that this is a crazy idea that I should not agree at all. I do worry for Ethan. We will never close, but I imagine this feels awful for him, but I don't feel like he should be my responsibility anymore. I have limited space in my house and four kids as it is, but I also feel guilty about abandoning him, even if I have no legal responsibility to him. I feel like this would be a lot easier if they weren't abroad and worry it will affect our ability to co-parent our other kids. Any advice on how to proceed? Too long, didn't read. My wife and I are separated but not yet divorced. We have two kids together who we share custody of, but she also wants me to have joint custody of my stepson, which I think is an insane idea as he's not my responsibility and I have four kids of my own, although I do feel guilty about abandoning him. My ex and her son have also moved abroad since the split. Any advice on how to proceed?
1: I mean, look... it would be different and even then this is that situation with the um i don't think we talked did we talk about the um the dude that um brought the food for just his son and the mom got mad because she he not bring food for all the kids did we talk about that on the show yeah this is that like you can't, I don't think that this is his responsibility. If he wanted to take it on, that would be like a different situation. And if him and Ethan were like super close and he was like a father figure and like they have been just like having this father son relationship this entire time, but it don't really sound like it was that that way. And Ethan saying that he don't feel like he have a dad. I don't think that that necessarily is even indicative of this current situation with this divorce, but like he ain't had a dad in general. He had a dude that was in the house that kind of like entertained him but like he he has not had a father figure he hasn't <laughs> and i well, don't know that this is this guy's response like he don't if he wanted to cool if he didn't want to i feel like that's cool too like i don't think he has to
0: i wonder what his father being involved looked like at seven would well, i wonder what that looked like like was he full-time involved and just stopped or uh-huh. that makes a difference that makes a difference because like if biological father have the capacity to be more involved then why not be having this conversation with him
1: well and then the mom you sitting up here telling this man he need to be more involved with your son but you've already indi- indicated that you're not going to be involved with his kids How well they mama involved with them okay well i'm sorry i picked a better partner an ex-partner who able to be re- responsible and who able to do her job as a parent and you picked a nigga that don't want to be involved that's not my fault <laughs> like if you truly felt like this is something that should just continue then she would also be interested in still remaining in his children's lives as well but you're not you feel like this is his responsibility because his biological dad is not involved that's not this man problem he has shit to do with that, like that ain't that ain't his problem. sorry, sucks to be you, <laughs> but like you ain't even trying to stay involved in his girls like you like oh he they, they got a mama I don't, <laughs> I don't need to be involved in that. Their mom's there, but Ethan doesn't have a dad like that ain't okay, no, that's not how that works. that's not how that works.
0: You know, parents need to be more upfront and honest with kids when it comes to a blended family with step siblings and all this about the reality of relationships. I mean, hopefully, y'all already had a talk. with well, yeah, me and your mom ain't work out. I mean, your daddy ain't work out. Hopefully, that conversation was had. But like, you can't lead kids to believe that the next thing you get involved in is gonna definitely be a forever situation. And I think that the expectation—I know kids are gonna develop their own level of expectation based on their hopes and stuff like that. Especially if they like like you, you know. But like, Mama, it's your responsibility to figure out how to fill in the gaps of your son's life when something like this happens. It's your responsibility, you know. You know what I mean, in in society, it might not have been your fault that. You know that relationship ended it could have been based on the man's behavior or whatever you know and it could be zero percent your fault but your child's life is still a hundred percent your responsibility if that father chooses not to be involved i mean i hope you at least get some child support out the original father if he just really ain't just gonna be around you know since seven since the age of seven he just really ain't gonna be around but unfortunately It's up to the current man or current ex whether he wants to take on that role of responsibility and he don't have to.
1: He doesn't have to.
0: And then like y'all move to another country. So it's like what that supposed to look like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want your son to have someone to come every summer, then fine. But like, what is, what is me even being in that role supposed to look like, you know? Like, is it this that you want me to call the like every week or something? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, you, I mean, I'm definitely not going to be financially responsible for no shit. Tell you that much now. Even if I did choose to do this, like, you got to find finances from the other father or from somewhere else because I got four kids. Like, what did you really want this to look like for real? That's the answer. That's the, I want the answer to that question. What were you planning for this to be? Yeah, you know. But, you know, whatever.
1: Um, how much news do you have? Do you want to do another one or do you want to move on? I don't have a lot of news.
0: I don't have a lot of news. Let's keep moving. Okay. Let us.
1: Um, am I the asshole for telling my niece that her choice of career isn't well respected? Why is it your business? She your niece. Is she going to be asking you to take care of her if shit don't work out? If not, why the fuck is it your business? Before I even read it. It's not your business.
0: Mind your goddamn business,
1: bro. Mind your business. It's free. It don't cost nothing. Minding your business is fucking free. I don't know. Know why people act like it's the most expensive thing in the world, but it don't cost anything. This lady's 45, her niece is 18. My niece just graduated from high school, and of course, me and the rest of her family are very proud. Moreover, she got into a pretty good school, so we're pretty excited about this as well me her mom my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and nephew went out to lunch today i asked my niece what she was thinking about majoring in or if there were any programs she had already been accepted to she told me that she got into the school for graphic design i was a little surprised because she's obviously a smart girl so i thought she would choose something more efficient and productive I asked her if she has already made up her mind on graphic design. I'm pretty sure the money isn't that great in that field. She told me, of course she has, and asked me why. I told her that I was just expecting her to choose a more well-respected career. She told me that graphic designers are well-respected. I told her that they might be a little respected, but not as much as other careers like engineering, computer science, or the medical field, which I was convinced she was going to go into since she's very bright. I'm a nurse, so that also plays a part in it that a fellow member would be, would go into a highly respected career like mine. She got really upset with me saying that I was insulting her choices. I replied that I wasn't insulting her. I was just saying that graphic designers aren't as well respected as other fields. And that, that was just the unfortunate truth. She cussed me out saying that she didn't want to be a damn nurse and walked off. My sister got upset with me, calling me dumb. And she said, and she and brother-in-law left. Again, my niece is very smart. I just wanted to let her know about her options and be realistic about it. Am I the asshole? She did an edit, but I want to talk about this before I read the edit. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) The condescension with which you engage into this conversation with your niece and just your overall attitude is just awful. First of all, depending on where she gets a job, she could do very well for herself as a graphic designer. I don't know if you know what graphic designers do or if you're aware of what that job entails. But there are instances in which she could do very well for herself as a graphic designer, depending on where she gets a job from uh, when she graduates. And even if she couldn't, even if she was going to end up, you know, working at a job that only paid her a little bit of money. What fucking business is it of yours? to kind of come in and shame her by telling her that it's not well respected, well, respected by whose standards just because you're a nurse. And to be honest with you, with the attitude that you have, I hope to hell you're never a nurse of mine because you seem like one of them nurses that you have to get together because you <laughs> wait a minute. Like you just seem like your bedside manner would be fucking terrible. Um, you're an asshole, absolutely. Why would you why? Why would you feel like this was your job to do this? If her parents are cool, everybody was happy. You say she's very bright, which means that she's gonna be able to do things with this that other people may not be able to. And you just shit it all over there. Of course she got upset at you, bitch.
0: Like, yeah, this is uh how do you like where Send me the link to the website that calculates how much respect the professions get. Because, I mean, I don't think nurses really going to be on the top of that shit, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, say it with your chest. If you want her to be a nurse, just say that shit. Look, I want you to be a nurse. It'd be cool if you was a nurse, because I'm a nurse. Like, would be cool. But, like, just shitting on the choices that a motherfucker make... Why wouldn't you think that's going to make a motherfucker feel a certain type of way about you? Why? Why would you, why would you think that? But, you know, some people just can't read the room. They can't read the moment. They they need assistance with that kind of shit. And it's, it's stupid. I'll
1: read her edit. Because she just keeps digging the hole for herself. Okay, first, I need to clarify a few things. First, I am proud of my niece. I'm just disappointed in her chosen field. Second, all right, maybe graphic designers make a lot of money, but it's not just about money or creativity or any of these factors. It's about intelligence and service. Nurses are by far the profession who deserves, who serves the most. And yes, Despite being disrespected from entitled patients, we are known to be the hardest working, the most ethical, and yes, the most respected job title aside from doctors and surgeons. So to those in the comments and the ones who are sending me angry messages, you clearly are misinformed about what we do all day. At the end of the day, my niece can do whatever she wants. If she wants to be a graphic designer, then that is her choice, but I'm just trying to give her some insight, (laughs) ma'am. oh girl (laughs) i don't what happened to you like why are you like this like i (laughs) first of all to be clear I I have known nurses, and there are nurses that don't. The doctors don't respect nurses. Like doctors shit on nurses and just get them to do all the shit that they don't want to do. So like you and this whole, it's the most respected job under the like girl. Again, respect, but who 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 is making this list? Where are you getting this information from? Do you know how many different career paths and career options there are out there and how many people do service jobs? Like, I don't know why you think you're special. (laughs) Oh my God. And it's not about money. Okay. If it's not about money, then you should just want her to do something that she's going to enjoy doing because we work most the fuck of our lives. Like she gonna be working her whole goddamn life. It should be at least as something that she enjoys doing. Like I don't understand. Like who who hurt you, ma'am? Why are you like this?
0: Uh, Who a graphic designer hurt her? (laughs) She maybe she was dating a graphic designer and that motherfucker like just didn't do her logo very well. And she was like, what am I even paying you graphic designing assholes for? <laughs> and when her child, her niece said, I'm going to be a graphic designer, it triggered all her goddamn past history with graphic designers. And now she talking shit. You put hands on her ass. No, don't do that. But yeah.
1: I mean, I just, you trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trash, like, you, your whole attitude is awful, and I'm surprised that it took you this long to fall out with your niece, to be honest, because I feel like somebody, like, with an attitude like this, you would be, like, being hoity-toity about every fucking thing, like, I'm surprised it took this long, she 18, y'all just now falling out over some shit you said, like, that's surprising to me, because I would have thought that you would have, like, had some kind of condescending shit to say about something else, and y'all would have fell out before this, I'm surprised you like held on for this long, to be honest. Talking like this. Like, I don't get it. It's
0: a goddamn shame.
1: It is. Like, bitch. And the same shit that you're talking about, like, that you're saying about her profession, there are people that say that about nurses. Like, again, doctors shit on nurses all the time and feel like what they do is an importance. So, like, I don't understand you just sound crazy um let's see would i be the asshole for making our son get rid of his esa i'm assuming that's like a school like a uh eip or uh, uh, iep for school i don't know oh wait maybe it's a service emotional service animal esa why would you make him get rid of his emotional animal mm-hmm we have two sons danny who's 19 has depression and anxiety and has an emotional support dog yet yeah, named teddy who has helped him a great deal tyler who's 24 moved in with us last year to help us pay the rent after some financial difficulties your son moved in to help you pay rent that's already a problem i had an injury which caused a lot of medical bills and forced me to quit my job for a lower-paying one. He pays way more than his fair share, 60%, just so we can stay here. Tyler lost his girlfriend to cancer a few months ago. She made him a crocheted plush toy a few weeks before she passed that he values a lot, and I've sadly seen him crying with it multiple times. While Tyler was at work, Teddy explored inside his room, saw the toy on the bed, and tore it apart. Tyler was devastated and inconsolable, and we felt horrible for him. He said he can't look at Teddy anymore without hating him with every fiber of his being. So either the dog will have to go or he'll have to move out. We know Teddy just made a mistake, but we can't afford the rent on our own. It's also below market rate because we've cultivated a good relationship with our landlady. We're so torn. Moving right now would be completely infeasible. I know we should have planned for eventually not being reliant on Tyler for rent, but we didn't in this time frame. Should we talk to Tyler and try to get him to see Teddy's importance to Danny's mental health or tell Danny that Teddy needs to be rehomed? What?
0: Damn. Now, Teddy ain't a member of the family or nothing, but it...
1: Teddy's a dog.
0: Well, who's the person who the Teddy told that shit up?
1: He tore up um tyler's thing that his girlfriend made for him before she died oh. she crocheted him something and the dog got in the room and like thought it was a toy like dogs do and he played with it and tore it up but the dog is the emotional support animal for their other son who has issues and the dog has helped him you gonna take that away so that you can get your rent paid
0: i mean she can Keep the dog and do something strange for some change, goddamn. <laughs> no, that's not my answer. But I mean, I don't know, man. That's this is a tough one. Really, Teddy should leave. Like, why Teddy even staying and giving this family an ultimatum? Like Teddy Tyler, really should Tyler.
1: Teddy's the dog. Tyler's the man.
0: Tyler, <laughs> the man should leave. I don't know why Tyler is even giving them an option, putting them in this situation where they got to make this ultimatum. Like, if this happened in this house, even if the dog is gone, you still going to feel a certain type of way. Because this space, this place, like, it ain't no way he don't, I feel like it ain't no way he don't blame the adults for, like, allowing this to happen, too.
1: Letting the dog in the room.
0: Yeah, like, it's. I feel like Teddy should just leave. I don't feel like it's really, you know, winning.
1: Teddy's
0: the dog. i committed to t- Teddy being <laughs> the damn human.
1: Teddy's the dog. That exactly That's name? why.
0: This is why you don't name your fucking dogs after human names, okay? <laughs> don't name no fucking dog Teddy. Name <laughs> that little nigga Paws or some shit. <laughs> don't name that motherfucker human names. God damn. Anyway. Yeah. There's an update. Okay.
1: We spoke to Danny about the ultimatum. Danny's the owner of the dog. or the, the Yeah, the owner of the dog. He said, we could choose to get rid of Teddy if we want, but he's going to leave with him and get a job at his own place to stay. He said, we could sublet his room out to help him afford it. We don't want that. We think it'll be easy for him to work for long enough hours to afford rent, even with our help from renting out his room. So we'll try. We don't think it'll be easy for him. Uh, So we'll try talking to Tyler again. It's like, the only reason that y'all are even entertaining this shit with tyler is because he helped with the rent if tyler was just living there and like wasn't helping out with bills like y'all wouldn't even be entertaining the the option of getting rid of this dog like you're only doing that because he holding y'all over a barrel because he helping y'all pay rent which is fucked up second update tyler isn't changing his mind he said he understands danny's struggles with mental health but he can't jeopardize his own mental health by living with a dog that causes him uncontrollable anguish every time he looks at it. We know that we can't rehome Teddy either because while Danny says he can work 12 plus hours a day to afford a new place, we know he won't be able to and, we just, and we'll just have to move back in. A lot of people have been suggesting getting a smaller place. Our landlady hasn't raised our rent in seven years. We can only afford 40% of that substantially below marketplace rent. A two bedroom apartment at market rate within the city and without Tyler's help would be significantly more expensive. And if Danny gets a job, even if Danny gets a job, it would be unaffordable with my medical debt we're seeing if we can afford a place to stay outside of the city and still pay for gas our gas expenses will skyrocket because my wife and i both presently work at a walking distance and would later have to drive in from outside the city but this is the only option i can see now that is it's the drama for me i'm not saying i don't understand tyler being upset about like you know, this was something his girlfriend made for him, and she died. I, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive to that, but it's like you know that your brother has mental health issues because what is taking that dog away from him going to spiral him into? And you don't even give a fuck. It's like I don't. I, I mean, he'll manage. <laughs> I can't deal with this, so the dog's got to go.
0: <laughs> and the so owner strange. of the dog said that if the dog go, I go with it.
1: Yeah, but he isn't really i mean he would try the parents are saying he's not really capable of like living out on his own so like even if he does move out with the dog he's gonna end up having to come back because he's not gonna be able to successfully do that like he's not in a space where he can actually live on his own
0: i mean that's how important the dog is to him
1: yeah
0: can't be mad at him about that
1: i I don't know. It just, And I, maybe it's because I'm so desensitized. I have dogs, dogs test shit up. Like, Remy has like done shit before that it's just, I I wanted to fucking choke him out because it's like, why would you mess with that in the first fight? Like, what the fuck, like, but it's like, I don't think there's anything that he's ever done. And, and But I have a connection to him. Tyler doesn't have a connection to Teddy. All Tyler knows is that Teddy took toward this thing of his that he really loved and can't get back. But it's like, I don't know, this just seems so dramatic for, (laughs) I don't know. And the parents like, what's gonna happen? Okay, your landlady is allowing this, but what happens if something happens to her, she dies or whatever. Whoever comes in and realizes that y'all's rent haven't been raised in seven years, is gonna put that shit up to market value. Like as some this cannot, you can't sustain this forever. You can't. There's no way that that will be possible for you to sustain that forever. So like, y'all should be trying to figure out what the fuck y'all gonna do anyway. Cause if she die and a relative come in and take over, or she lose the apartment complex for some reason and a, a company take over, whoever comes in and realizes that y'all ain't pay like you're not paying market rate, they're gonna raise it to that.
0: And yeah, then they see, are.
1: And you're not gonna be able to afford to stay there. Like that, this is not a feasible situation to continue anyway. Like I'm surprised you didn't got away with it for as long as you had, but to think that you're gonna just be able to continue it forever is insane. At some point, somebody gonna raise that shit up, and it's gonna be so substantial because think about like how much rent was seven years ago, and somebody just come in and like raise that shit up to what it is now. You talking about an increase of like hundreds of dollars at one time because you're so far behind market value. And hundreds. Seven. Huh? Yes. Seven. It, oh yeah. Thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah, it may be it's it gonna be a good chunk of change, especially with this housing market the way it is now. It's and changed. rent how it is now.
1: It's,
0: like the place I lived in when I was down there is two hundred and
1: seventy more dollars now. I am concerned because my lease is up and with the way everything is i i don't know what i'm because i don't want to have to move and i really don't can't afford to move because it's going to be so much more expensive because everything is more expensive now and so like new deposits and stuff is going to be expensive trying to get a place even if i find somewhere like it the market right now is ass it's fucking terrible buying a house is difficult because what's happening is a lot of these company rental agencies are swooping in buying up a lot of these single-family homes and renting them out so like if you're somebody that's trying to buy a house right now you're gonna get outbid by a company that has the expendable income to offer five thousand dollars over the asking price and of course the person selling the house gonna go with whoever the highest bidder is so now this company then bought this house that you were trying to buy And they're going to rent it and now you're going to be forced into a rental situation because you can't find a house to buy it's just really terrible right now
0: they're trying to make all of these homes into forever rentals
1: yep it's really
0: and it's crazy that the politicals put politics ain't helping in this situation they just they get they they cut yeah Stand by watching the shit happen
1: like it's so awful right now like trying to buy a house right now if you're somebody trying to buy a home it's the worst possible time because like i said you may be put a bid in on a house but again these companies have the income where they can offer over asking price and you can't compete with that so guess who who gonna win the house they are then they're gonna rent it out for a ridiculous amounts of money and it's just a stupid cycle so yeah this is not a feasible situation in general even if they are do try to placate tyler by getting rid of this dog and all of that shit, this is not a, a, a situation that's going to continue like i don't
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's not feasible
0: it's, it's just best to get out of this as soon as you can yeah
1: because you get getting used to accustomed to a lifestyle you're not going to be able to continue like i said if, if she died or anything happened to her Whoever comes in and realizes how below market rate, they gonna raise that shit immediately. And you're definitely not gonna be able to afford that big of a jump. Like this is just not good in general <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's the last one I don't do. You have another one you wanna do or you wanna move on?
0: Move on, I don't have anything anymore.
1: Okay. Well, if you have a Reddit letter, a question, concern, whatever you would like for us to respond to on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail dot com, or you can find us on our social medias. Um, I mean, it's been a lot of really fucking fucked up shit in the news this week, as far as like people doing shit they shouldn't do. You got Ricky Martin being accused of having a romantic relationship with his nephew. And also domestic violence against this same nephew. You got Elon Musk's daddy, who then had a baby with his stepdaughter, which is gross. And it I don't care if she's an adult or whatever, like that shit is weird. It's just some shit you don't do. I don't know what the fuck is going on in the world right now.
0: Is it like still his stepdaughter? Like what? It's like was it his ex?
1: I'm sure I hope it ain't still let's see. I didn't even think about that, but I would hope
0: not. (laughs) Like, did his wife die and her daughter stayed alive and they never got a divorce? He's like a widower that's marrying her daughter.
1: Oh, this is the second child with the stepdaughter. Excuse me. This is not the first child. All right, let me read this. Elon Musk's lusty dad. This is hilarious. The New York Post ain't shit for that. Errol has finally revealed that he sired a second love child with his glamorous stepdaughter, Jenna. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. He's 76. Welcomed the baby girl with her back in 2019, but only confirmed the news on Wednesday, bragging that the only thing we are, the only thing we are on earth for is to produce to reproduce. The two already share a five-year-old boy. Um, so I'm assuming that means that he's not still with her mother. Um, they're not together anymore. And that he says that the pregnancy was unplanned.
0: So uh, going along with the conversations that we've been having. So let's say you marry somebody that has a child. That doesn't work out. That other child is forever your like step family now? Like is your is their family forever your step family now? Or do you go back to being strangers at a certain point?
1: I don't think you can you it I don't know. I feel like if you develop a certain type of relationship with somebody that's like a familial kind of relationship, I don't know you can that you can reset that shit. It's just weird after that.
0: Okay. So, well, let's say, let's say that he was married to this girl's mama, but this girl was abroad during their whole relationship and then they got a divorce and he never met the girl. If she came into his life after they got a divorce, but he never established a relationship that's with her. Different. And, okay.
1: And, and real like, so that's not, so I, got, I just got down to the part where how they, they're involved with each other. So he married her mom, who already had two children, her and her brother. So they went on, her mom and him had two biological children together. So her mother had children with him as well. See, you see what I'm saying? This nine oh, is
0: so now it's his kid's sibling. Yes. <laughs> oh,
1: so that's that, fucked up. You see what I'm saying? Now so that's fucked
0: up. The chain link don't fuck it up.
1: So he had he had children with her mother, and he's had children with her. So now your kids have, like, a fucked up relationship with their siblings and cousins. It's weird. I don't like
0: it. It's too hey, much. yeah. If you say I'm dating my ex's daughter, then, I mean, that's fucked up, but I guess it ain't wrong if the ages is right. Yeah, it's weird. But if you say I'm dating my son's sister... <laughs>
1: That's fucked up. So, he helped raise this girl. She was four when he became her stepfather. And then him him and her mother were married for 18 years. So, you were in her life from the time that she was four to the time she was about 22 years old as her father. That That shit is fucking
0: weird. Yeah, that increases the level of fucked up on the scale. Because it's like, he could very well have been like... When she was four, I'm gonna marry this girl one day. I'm gonna nurture this girl into being somebody who wanna be with me. Like, yeah, you had he had too much access to her while she was developing to now as an adult engage with her.
1: He's 76 and she's 35 currently. That shit is Mm. fucking weird. Why would you like that's just weird?
0: It's got cult leader vibes, you know what I'm saying? It's got like I manipulated you to this vibes.
1: Ugh. and you had two kids with her this shit is just weird your, your family tree all fucked up and shit like it's just fucking weird it's just weird and yeah i mean i i'm sorry when i see shit like this i'm just not ready to believe that he never tried anything with her until Years later, I'm sorry. I don't believe that he hasn't been grooming her the time that he's been supposed to have been her stepfather. I just don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I just don't I don't think that's the case. I don't believe it. shit is weird. It's weird. yeah, it's all
0: fucked up. No, 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 but I guess the relationship make a difference. So in the scenario I created, hey, it's uh, whatever. but in in the scenario where there are links formed between different family members that makes the relationship, Connected to others? Ah, yeah, that's fucked up. Just leave that shit alone. Old white man, man. They be doing this shit. Matter of fact, Elon Musk from South Africa. Where's his daddy from? South Africa. Man. That's
1: where he live at now. His daddy still lives
0: in
1: South Africa. Damn. So, that's that fucked up situation. And then Ricky Martin's nephew claims that they have been in a relationship, been involved in a relationship for the past seven months ricky martin was like physically and emotionally abusive he tried to break it off ricky martin got violent and so it started out with him getting a restraining order because of him getting violent and stuff but apparently in puerto rico which is where ricky martin lives this situation is considered incest and it's like 50 years you get 50 years for this off the top in puerto rico Your nephew? It's so many things. Right? This already what people who have a problem with homosexuality. This already what they think all homosexuals do, that they just out here just immoral, just just jumping on anything. Like this is already feeding into that bullshit. Not helpful. And then it's just icky. Why would you what? Your nephew? Your blood nephew? Mm-hmm. All the niggas and, and I thought Ricky Martin was ma- I think he didn't he have a husband and had some twins. That was like a big story some years ago. I didn't even know he wasn't still married.
0: No idea. I mean, if he do shit like this, it ain't no surprise.
1: Of course, yeah. he's denying it. But who's gonna like? There's nobody that would have sex with their nephew that would come out and be like, "Yep, I did it." Like I feel like everybody would deny it. Kevin Gates did it or not? Oh well. <sighs>
0: That was his cousin, though, right? That wasn't his cousin. But name. still, the the certainty with which he knew he was going to say, yep, yep, <laughs> I ain't said my cousin. Gee, I laid it down. <laughs> Come on, bro. God damn. like, stop trying to make incest cool. I mean, he said he didn't find out that they was cousins until he took her to his grandmama house. And the grandmama said, who your people is? And then he was like, that's your cousin. So it's like they didn't meet on the... Contexted, it was his cousin, you know. But he said once he found out, he stopped. He said, "Why would I stop?" He's like, "I mean, shit, we ain't. That ain't how we met. That ain't how we knew each other, or whatever." But he would. But yeah, nobody else. Just, um, just him and this person, <laughs> Martin and Kevin Gates.
1: It was just a week of weird shit like that. Like I was just like. That uh, and Ray J ain't shit news. Ray J, for whatever reason, got a gigantic tattoo of Brandy's face tattooed on his thigh. That looked like if Brandy was a crackhead. It's not an attractive portrait of her at all. The eyes look red. It just—I don't, I don't know what artist he got. Like you got money, Ray J. You should be able to get the top tattoo artist to like when you gonna get a portrait done people that are listening that are like into tattoos. There is a difference, I got an arrow tattooed on my arm. I got a lot of tattoos, but I'm just gonna choose that one because that's a very basic, easy thing to do. Portraits of living humans is very difficult to do. You cannot just go to any tattoo artist and get a portrait done. That shit takes some finesse. That shit takes some true artistry. That shit takes somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. portraits is hard (laughs) on skin for it to look like the person you gotta like go to the right person for this shit and ray j did not first of all i don't understand why you know my younger brother and me is close as fuck i love that nigga to death i ain't finna get his motherfucking face tattooed on me the fuck i look like why would i do that that's just on your thigh it's weird (laughs) it's weird he would choose to do
0: she that. She looked too. like uh, I'm see. I see the tattoo. You see it? Yeah. I mean, it it looked like one of the Avatar motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> one of the blue blue things. Yeah, the blue people. Um, and I guess her eyes being red must be some symbolic for him and her for some reason or something like that. I don't know. I don't know why he would do that. He'd be like, Brandon, remember that time you was high, high here, and I could say, "Damn, Brandon, your eye red here. <laughs> I should get a tattoo you when you were like that." <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened to get for this. It this moment
1: looks very terrible. Um, <laughs> Ray J just do shit that like. That don't make any sense. Like, I think Ray J just likes to get people talking about him. And, like, he that per You know how some people are like, any good uh, pu- any publicity is good publicity. I think Ray J lives his life by that credence. Because he, he don't care why people are talking about him. And if it's for something negative, he just likes to be talked about. <laughs> so, he just constantly is some shenanigans. And I'm just like, okay. Because, again, why would you fucking do this I don't care how close you are as siblings like like I said I love my younger brother to death I go to war over that nigga I'll never tattoo him on my fucking body though because like why even if that nigga died I wouldn't do that shit It definitely wouldn't do that for no living nigga. like what I don't understand I don't get
0: it, it well, do you, did you hear about uh Orlando Brown and Bow Wow situation
1: i saw i didn't read up on it i saw where orlando brown said something but i didn't like it's orlando brown so at this point he he just be doing stuff so i don't really pay too much attention when i see his name anymore
0: (laughs) yeah he was in an interview and he said somebody asked a question about bow wow and he said bow wow i ain't got no problem with bow wow but bow wow got some bomb ass pussy. what so you didn't even know what he had said.
1: No. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but is Orlando blood, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to take what he say with a grain of salt. He is nuts. He got issues. So, like, <laughs> him saying some wild shit don't surprise me. Not really. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to say that. I just thought he made a like a comment about Bow was like, career trajectory or something like I, <laughs> Man, no, I
0: know being weird he's weird so but yeah i mean yeah, he followed up on it but yeah you're right he's just too weird but i just wanted to mention it but story that i'm on you know my main story i guess is that uh about a 10 year old girl who in ohio who got pregnant through sexual assault yes and because when the roe v wade was overturned the trigger laws in ohio yeah. outlaw any type of abortion she the girl had to go across state lines to get the procedure done yes now these are the steps having to be taken because of roe v wade being overturned but what happened was a lot of politicians came out and said that this was a hoax they said this is not real everybody on the right came out and said this ain't real. The da that was uh that was had been contacted about the girl getting an abortion said this is not real it's a hoax some congressman said it's a hoax and then the guy who actually did it came out and said yeah i did it and everybody deleted their tweets and everybody came out and acted like they was always in support of the girl like this shit be going and then what happened is they found out that the man was latino so the people on the right switched it to talking about Illegal immigration.
1: Oh my god!
0: And, and and the threat that Ill, illegal immigration and the open borders they say that uh, Biden or America has now is the and it's like.
1: First of all, what we're not gonna do is not act like this don't happen every day in the United States of America. by other like white people, black people, like some because like this was his. This was a relative of hers. Was he or her uncle or something? He lived
0: with her, I think.
1: So, like a family friend.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. What we're not gonna do is act like this is specific to Hispanic people. This shit happens a lot. White families, black fit. like, how is this even an illegal immigrant issue? How do you even like
0: <laughs> Now when they went to well they the reason they make the an illegal immigrant issue is because clearly they may be undocumented. And so okay. when they went to the home a reporter went to the home of the Daughter, the woman there said yeah, the man lived there with them, but what happened didn't happen. And but you can't trust that information because she very well may be saying this because she don't want anybody coming to investigate if she's undocumented, which is the issue with undocumented immigrants in America. If we know that undocumented and undocumented immigrants are coming without a pathway to citizenship. These kind of things, like, they don't report crimes that happen to them because they're afraid that they're going to get deported. Yeah. And so it's a very vulnerable population in that way.
1: But they acting like if this had happened to a white girl or a black girl or, like, somebody that has citizenship, this wouldn't have been the same situation. The problem is that this occurred. And because of these trigger laws, this child had to go across state lines to receive what she needed to receive. That's the base problem. You can try to turn it on his head and make it into something it's not. But the fact of the matter is their documentation and the legitimacy of whether or not that they they're supposed to be here has nothing to do with the problem. Because it's not like a citizenship would have changed it. Citizenship, she still would have had to do this. An American white 10 year old girl that got impregnated by a family friend in Ohio after Roe v. Wade got overturned would have had to do the same exact fucking thing. That's what the problem is. You talk about whatever you want to talk about to try to distract from that. But them being immigrants ain't got a goddamn thing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) Because Becky would have had the same problem. And Becky would have had to be taken across the the state lines, too, because Ohio had that fucking trigger law in place. So what are y'all talking about? It's just a way to distract from what what we're talking about.
0: Absolutely. All of it's been, I mean.
1: That shit is stupid like but this is what we knew was going to happen this is what and the thing about it is like i've seen a lot of these debates with it. the people making the decisions about these things are not medical professionals and they're not even people that are educated on these things there's a video of this lady going around talking about how uh if somebody has to get a procedure done because of a medical um uh, emergency it's not considered an abortion you don't know what an abortion is ma'am because you're attaching moral value to that word, but what the definition of an abo- abortion is used regardless of whether or not it's somebody who just wound up pregnant and decide they're not ready and decides that they're gonna go terminate the pregnancy. It's the same term that's used for somebody that has an, a medical emergency and the doctors have to go in and terminate the pregnancy. That is still an abortion just because you want to attach your moral value to that word and so if it doesn't go against your moral value you feel like the word doesn't apply doesn't make it true it's still an abortion you still have to use that word because that's the medical term for it but see these are people that are the people making these decisions are not educated they're not doctors they're not medical professionals they're not talking to doctors or medical professionals they're making these decisions based off of their religious beliefs And their moral values, which they're not supposed to do, but they're doing. And they all sound like idiots. No, none of y'all know what you're talking about. None of you researched any of this. Y'all are basing this off of your religious beliefs. And that's what happened when you do shit like this She was like, it's not an abortion. That is an abortion. You go argue with a doctor telling you that that's what it's called. It is that is a medical term. You're the one putting your moral value on that term. Medically. If a doctor goes in and terminates a pregnancy, it, the baby was aborted, regardless of the reasoning for it. It's still an abortion.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that clip.
1: Oh my god, I'm just tired. I hate it here. <laughs> I'm gonna say that every week because I feel it every week.
0: As you should, as you it's should. Trash. But that's all I got. All um, right.
1: the only other thing, and I only wanted to talk about this because i am I was one of these before there was a nine one one dispatcher in Pennsylvania that's being charged she uh with manslaughter for refusing to send an ambulance. Let me tell you something as a dispatcher it's a man wasn't it was it a man mhm uh, Oh, the woman's name. Yeah, Leon. Leon, it was a man. Um, he refused to send the ambulance because he said that unless um, unless that she could call back and confirm from her mother's house that the mom wouldn't refuse services, they weren't going to send an ambulance out. That's not how that worked. That's not how that worked. When somebody calls 911, we don't make those kind of decisions. Like I sent police and ambulances out for a lot of things that I thought were bullshit, but that's not my call to make. That's why they go out and they're the ones that assist the situation further. You don't make that decision. You don't tell somebody like, well, unless you let me you know they're not gonna refuse when they get out there. I'm not sending an ambulance
0: now, what so would what make them do this? huh What would make them do this an individual
1: so, so sometimes that will happen right like sometimes you will send an ambulance out somebody will call within a medical emergency center ambulance out you can't force somebody to go right so like if the ambulance gets out there and they decide that they don't want to go then the ambulance is just gone an ambulance has been put off the street on a call that could have went somewhere else but you don't get to make that decision still the same way that I would send people out for domestic violence incidents with somebody that call all the time. And I know when they when the police get out there, she ain't going to want him to go to jail. I don't get to say, well, it's going to be a waste of the time of the police for them to go out there because we all know what's going to happen. So I ain't going to send the police. You don't get to make those decisions. That's not your job. That's not your job. You don't take that shit into your own hands. So the lady was jaundiced, and incoherent and bleeding because of a hole in her esophagus and she died the next day because he didn't send help out to her. You can't do that. You don't make that decision. You don't have enough information as a dispatcher to even, because you're, you're not, that's why the ambulance go out there to assess the situation. If they get out there and assess that she needs to go to the hospital and she declines, you sign paperwork that says that you decline and then if that person dies, that's on them. But that can only happen if you actually send the ambulance out. You don't get to just say as a dispatcher, I ain't sending an ambulance out. That ain't your job description. You don't do that. I set plenty of police and ambulances on calls that I thought were bullshit. But it wasn't my call to make. My job is to send the police out. Period. Because this will happen. You set yourself up for this kind of liability. Now you didn't do your job. And now you finna get some charges. (laughs) You can't do that.
0: It is what it is.
1: Like, like I said, you oh,
0: know, focus. we, at work.
1: If, if you work in a call in a 911 call center, you have regulars. We had a man that would call all the time. He was schizophrenic, didn't take his medicine a lot. We always knew when he wasn't medicated because he would call and say that there were people under his townhouse talking and cussing him out and saying mean things that he wanted the police to come out. Now, he was a regular and he called all the time, but you know what we did when he called? Send the police officer out. Now, the police already knew what they were going to have to do when they got there, and it was a regular call. But in the event that there was something else going on, wasn't nobody going to be liable for not sending the police out. So we send them out. Every 911 dispatch call service, probably you have regulars that call in you just do you have mentally ill people that call all the time like you just have regulars that when you hit a voice you already know like miss sheila look now <laughs> i know you calling about somebody driving by your house playing the music loud hmm. but you know when the police get there they're not gonna they drove by there's nothing that could be like you have people that call in regularly but That does not give you the right for you to be playing God. You're not there to assess the situation to determine whether or not. That's what the police and the the ambulance go out there to do. That's their job. Your job is to dispatch them onto calls. That's what you do. So I just wanted to talk about that because I was a dispatcher. And I was like, I saw this and immediately was like, oh, no, they tell you in training that that's not, you don't do that shit. You're liable for that. Why would you, I ain't finna be liable for shit. If you call me and tell me you want an ambulance and the police, I'm gonna send them. And they can deal with you because guess what? People go out and they get charges for, um, misusing 911. That's a charge that somebody can get for doing that. But they get that after you dispatch the police and they go out there. That's for them to do. That's not my goddamn job. Okay? And that job is already difficult enough. I'm not finna add no more responsibilities onto myself. I'm not taking that on. Should've just sent the fucking ambulance. Like, that's simple. (laughs) You fucking up in simple ways.
0: Well, sir, hope you enjoy your time in jail.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, you know, responsible for this lady's death. Because trying to be an asshole for no reason.
1: People love to do more than a job description like you're not that's not in your job description <laughs> it's not what you do you're not the assessor of the situation your job as a dispatcher is to get enough information to make sure that the police and the ambulance gonna be safe when they get there so we ask questions like is there anybody armed is that if a shooting happened is the shooter still on the premises like you ask them kind of questions but whether or not the police gets dispatched is not on the dispatcher you when people call for service you you dispatch the call and then whatever happens when the police get out there is what happens but your job is to dispatch the police or the ambulance or the um if you're doing fire fire the um Fire trucks like that's your job, you dispatch, you don't make those decisions, and this why you shouldn't even want to be responsible for making them decisions the because now you liable for this kind of shit. Who wants that? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, ma'am, no, ma'am,
1: stupid. Sucks to be you, Leon. I don't know how long he had been a dispatcher, but I guarantee you, he probably somebody that ain't new to the job. He just people get in these positions and just start feeling like you know. They got some pool and shit. I've been a dispatcher for this many years and I know, okay, go off, Leon. Now you are finna be jailed.
0: I think we already used this movie title, but Leon, the unprofessional, <laughs> you know, when we had Leon on the show, I think we named the episode Leon or something, but the movie Leon, the professional is a good movie, but this it's Leon. a really weird movie too, but it's good.
1: Do what your job title is. These jobs don't even pay you enough to do the job that you're supposed to fucking do. Y'all overachieving motherfuckers that just be wanting to do extra shit for what? For what? I'm gonna do what you pay me to do, and nothing more. <laughs> the fuck, I ain't doing shit else. What I get paid to do is what I'm going to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Y'all crazy as hell, adding all of this undue stress on yourselves, for what? So you can feel better about yourself? My paycheck does not. I don't get paid the kind of money to make them kind of decisions, so I'm not going to. You need the police? Boom. You need ambulance? Boom. You need medic? Fire? Boom. <laughs> they can get out there and fuck you up if you called and you didn't really need them. That's not on me.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. You got anything else on your mind?
1: No, that was it. All
0: right. Well, until we come the next conversation. Yeah. Call